Welcome to Word Boost. I'm Marshall Barwise, your host, and I'm so glad you're tuning in today. Season two, we're focused on getting what we're worth. And it's still a place where I get real about common stumbling blocks women face to help you avoid getting tripped up or trapped in less than God's best. Now today, I'm going to start with a question and I want you to really think on it. So here's the question. Do you feel like it's easy to make genuine connections with people these days? And when I say genuine, I mean feeling like you're truly known, understood, and loved apart from what you have or do not have. So again, think about it. Do you feel like it's easy to make genuine connections with people these days? All right. So if you said yes, that's great. I mean, you should like this episode for sure. If you hesitated to answer or you answered no or you feel like it's possible but only in limited settings, then this episode is going to be a game changer for you because today it's all about developing and nurturing genuine connections, which is not easy. It's not easy these days, okay? That's what I would say. Human connection, though, is extremely necessary and always a relevant topic. And so I figured we'd tackle it because this is a big part of getting what you're worth. Now, in order to really talk about it, we first have to address how much the world has changed and is continuing to change, which directly influences this essential human need of genuine connection. One of the areas that we've seen dramatic change in is basic communication, which flows into social practices. So not too long ago, verbal and face-to-face used to be the predominant form of communication. You remember that? You remember what people used to actually have phone conversations or actually meet up and talk to each other without their phone? (laughs) I mean, come on. It seems like it's very rare and odd these days because you really don't see it or it's hard for people to just be in the moment. You know, you'd sit down for a meal and have a conversation with people actually there with you to build, nurture, and deepen the connection. And the person in front of you was the most valuable connection opportunity in that moment. But in modern culture, that has completely shifted because technology, right? Technology basically has the present relationship is there, but it's competing. That person is competing with the personified images that want to redirect your attention or their attention to make that virtual connection more valuable versus engaging in the simple communication like table in the moment talk, right? And I'm not going to lie. At times, I wish I could use a GIF when I'm sending a normal work email or having a verbal conversation that I want to add some extra emphasis to my feelings. It's crazy. It's it's become a big part of our life. But technology has gotten us. It's gotten all of us. And it's really important for us to recognize that so that way we can continue to foster genuine connections because it is, like I said, essential. And, you know, I think that all those things I just said might be the reason why you know, shows like Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett and her family or just talk shows in general can be so engaging uh, because at first what was once normal became an anomaly to the point that it is now fascinating to some degree to see people sit around and have rich dialogue about meaningful topics. And of course, the interest is also elevated by status, right? Because people might perceive that they have something profound to say based upon where they've been able to get to in life. But nonetheless, it's disruptive to the facets of communication that technology is putting in front of us, right? That good old fashioned communication sometimes disrupts technology and brings us back to the reality that it's important and we need it. But there's been overall massive disruption with the advancement of technology, internet, cell phones, email, text message, emojis, GIFs, 
chatbots. I mean, and the list of artificial communication tools can go on because there's likely plenty more that exist but have not yet become mainstream or maybe I just don't know about them, right? But these artificial forms of communication, as fun as they are and as convenient as they are, they can also become a disingenuine part of our lives, right? That waters down our connections that are meant to be deep and enriching and fulfilling in our lives. They make it easy, you know, for us and anyone to expedite transformation before it actually happens because people can create an idea self and pull us into their imaginary world until we are all convinced it's reality. It's It creates escape mechanisms that work against us exercising social skills that can lead to true understanding and inclusion. For example, You know, have you ever had someone walking toward you on the sidewalk and as you are about to approach them, they pull out their phone to appear too preoccupied to acknowledge your presence with a simple hi, right? That's an escape. That's something where you're like, hello, and they act like they didn't hear you. It's an escape tool. Or, you know, people creating incognito pages or profiles on the internet to troll someone who thinks, looks, or believes differently than themselves. That's an escape. It's easy and convenient to escape What could have been a transformational growth in all reality, you know, to grow you in that moment or more importantly, a connection that was just waiting to happen, which could have transformed your life and their life. And in order to experience genuine connection, you have to be willing to connect in a genuine way. You have to be willing to be personal. So I've come up with five principles to implement to develop and nurture genuine connection, which is what we all need. So let me get into those. Uh, The number one principle for creating genuine connection is to lead into the connection with the purest representation of who you are, all right? Don't show up with your representative, okay? Uh, This means apart from all the things society may say you have to have to make you valuable or important, you know, things like accomplishments, education, um, your title, influence that you have, or a business that you own, all of that is great, but it is supplementary. It adds to who you are, but it's not who you are. And if you want people to know who you are, right, and to love you, you have to give them just the you that remains if everything was removed. Now, I know it can be hard because we're all wired, me included, to lead in with all that pizzazz, glitter and glam, you know, of your life. Who doesn't want to make a good first impression? But that may only lead to superficial connections. And you might be like, well, I'm proud of where I'm at. I worked hard to get here. That is awesome. And not disclosing it up front doesn't mean you're ashamed. It just means don't use it to start the connection because you don't know where the other person's at. And actually leading in with that almost makes it a precedent that they have to announce their status and those areas as well, right, to kind of have that dialogue with you. And so starting with simple things like your name or maybe even what you do for fun or out of peer enjoyment, you know, those are a great way to kind of just represent yourself in the base, the core basis of who you are. You know, maybe even asking questions that explores who they are. Don't just say things that, you know, sound good. Say things that you really want to know in regards to creating new connections and adding people to your life and into your circle that really will contribute to helping you become a better person um, outside of all the things that, you know, culture is telling us we need. You know, for example, anytime I work or volunteer for an event, things like that, um, I've always had a habit of seeking out individuals who aren't outgoing. I actually like to kind of approach them, ask their name, and I usually ask them what they enjoy doing. And I really, you guys, it never fails to give me one great insight into who they are as a person, 
but it also opens them up and makes them feel more welcomed at the event. And, you know, it's not easy for somebody who's an introvert who's probably got drugged there in the first place because they look like they want to be at home in their room, you know. And so um, doing that, it just takes the initiative and allows them to, in asking those questions, that's not like, what do you do or, you know, where did you go to school, stuff like that. Just asking them basic questions of, like, what do you enjoy? You know, what is your name? Stuff like that uh, really kind of opens it up and makes them feel comfortable. And another thing I also enjoy, here's some examples, uh, hosting events for women where I specifically don't have them talk about their job or career. And that is really to avoid that ugly competitive nature that always seems to try to rise up amongst women And instead, just have them focus on discussing their day-to-day lives and, you know, what they enjoy. Sometimes it really stirs up things that they kind of buried deep down and they forgot about because they kind of got into that rat race of you got to be this in order to be important or to be significant, right? And they start to revisit things that they enjoyed when they were younger. And so it's a really cool thing to watch and honestly to be a part of. Um, because I can get caught up in that too, get caught up in that, you know, have to build this persona to be important, right? And it never fails to create a safe and non-judgmental atmosphere up front, you know, and this this keeps you from that feeling that you have to fake it or you have to, you know, make a representative that other people will perceive as likable. And also it helps you avoid that let's connect conversation when you know you don't see a particular person as someone you want to connect with, right? I've, you know, people are like, oh yeah, let's connect, let's get together. But you know, you don't have any intention. You know, having these conversations that let you really understand who they are um, g- genuinely allows you guys to kind of explore if that is something that you want to do is to connect so that you can get to know each other. And so just be authentically you, leave the representative behind, all those other things that add to you, let those come up later, but lead in with who you are apart from all of those, you know, pizzazz, glitter, and glam. Okay, the second principle, release any motives outside of being a real friend. All right, so allow God to direct and define the relationship. It's very possible that your connection could lead to advantages, opportunities, and other connections, but never let that be the motivation for the friendship. The intention should be on having a true friend that you can trust and being a true friend that can be trusted. No one likes to be used. No one. So we should think that everyone avoids using others, but that's not the case. It happens day in and day out. So we have to and you have to make the choice that you're not going to be just another person contributing to that user culture, right? That user mentality. One thing I've said is surround yourself with people who don't want anything from you but your friendship, right? And be that person that surrounds others and they know, like, Marshall wants my friendship. And here's why. There's nothing worse than being in a low place and realizing at that time that no one is there with you, that you could, you know, used to call your Betsy, Bessie or your day one because they never really had your back to begin with. They only liked what being connected with you allowed them to gain or vice versa, right? So if it's business let it be business. If it's networking, let it be networking. If you're engaged with them to learn and to grow from their expertise, let it be that. Those can all be genuine connections with an assigned purpose. Just be clear and know that it doesn't mean that these connections can't evolve into a genuine friendship connection and interchange between, you know, all of those different relational aspects. But you want to be careful to never let your motives be viewed as suspect, okay? Let the motives be genuine connection and ask yourself, if you, if, you, if you ever like, 
you know, because maybe being connected to somebody is just so, um, there's so many advantages to it or whatever. And you're like, oh, you got to do a heart check. Ask yourself, if they didn't have blank XYZ, whatever it is, would I still be interested in being connected with them? If the answer is no, don't fake it, right? Check your motives because it's really important in terms of making genuine connection and being somebody who is known to have genuine connections. All right, principle number three, um, establish healthy boundaries from the start. Oh, boundaries is one of my favorite things to talk about. I have chapters of this in uh, my eternal makeover, unlike your eternal potential books, because it's extremely essential. Any healthy relationship will have boundaries, right? People generally do what you allow and will think it's acceptable to treat you the same way they treat others or themselves unless you establish that it's not the case, all right? And in a truly genuine connection, they will care about you and wouldn't knowingly do anything to disrespect or hurt you, all right? Genuine, if it's a genuine connection, all right? So let me be clear on that. And so if that happens, if boundaries are, you know, crossed, make it known in a way that doesn't assign blame to them, but reinforces that safety is an important aspect of your connection. In order to feel safe, those boundaries can't be breached, right? And so let them know these are the boundaries and they will probably have theirs as well. Now, obviously, if your relationship's so restrictive, it's going to be like, what the heck, you know? Um, but it's important to have those conversation. Uh, and so let me give you some examples. It could be, say, you know, one of you is married or you're both married and you may have set times at your spouse that are sacred. And they shouldn't try to infringe on that, right? Or say things that are demeaning to your significant other because that is your spouse. You made vows, a covenant, all of that, and they should respect that. Uh, another thing, and this is definitely common, you might share unfiltered details about your views on something and you don't want those to be repeated. I mean, come on, it seems common sense, but it's important to make sure that those things are established. Some people just love to talk and they kind of let their their lips loose. Um, doesn't mean they're not genuine, but sometimes you just have to be very clear on what is, you know, personal and it's just between me and you and what's something that's casual, right? And so if they say it, it may not be that big of a deal. Now, I've seen people that are like genu- like genuinely two peas in a pod with a great relationship, but due to unclear boundaries, they end up having a rift in their relationship and never recover, right? But a genuine connection, I would say, is always worth having the conversation. Have the conversation. Now, very important as well, make sure to check in on your own emotional health to be sure you're not putting a burden on those closest to you and unknowingly asking them to serve as a band-aid to the emotional wounds you haven't addressed. You know, some people are like, oh, you're crossing the boundary or everything's a trigger, everything's a boundary cross. Could be that you are just emotionally unhealthy. It doesn't mean that you are, there's anything wrong with you, you're abnormal. That's not the case. Just we all have moments where we need to heal, right? And that's not something that the people closest to you have to own the responsibility of. You might need to see a professional to work through it because those connections, those genuine connections are a treasure. And so you don't want to make the mistake of treating them like a tomb to bury away the unpleasant aspects of your life. And, you know, a lot of people make that mistake and they end up losing really valuable relationships because of that. And so set healthy boundaries, stick with them and make sure that you check in with yourself to ensure that you are emotionally healthy and you're doing the work on your part to maintain those relationships. Uh, The fourth principle I want to share is to make time 
to connect, to actually connect. So, you know, I started off with the whole, basically, um, I went on a rant about technology and how it's disruptive. We all know it's true, okay? So a call, a meetup, a video chat. I know a video chat is technology, but it's a little bit more personal than, you know, a text message. Anything that brings that connection into in-living color, do it. Don't allow your connection to be reduced to a generic emoji or just reading their captions to assess where they're at in life. Like, oh, yeah, he's doing good. She's doing good. Right. Or even just group texts. Right. Group texts are awesome. But don't forget to personalize the connection to let them know that they are valued and they're a value add in your life versus just one amongst many. Okay, they're not one amongst many. They're important to you. And so we all get busy. Let me just put that out there. And I could probably write a song about it. And so could you. So with that, let's be real. You will probably miss the mark on this. I mean, in our adult life, in our adulting, all of that. The good thing is that genuine friends usually won't give you that high school drama where they give you attitude or that cold shoulder. But if or when you recognize that it happens, act with haste to make connection. And then recognize if you if it's been a while, right, they might have had things that they've gone through. And so you don't want to go into that conversation making it all about you. There should be an equal exchange of support, right? And so um, and if they've gone through something that's transformed them, that's changed them, it could make it feel like there's a little bit of distance there, you know? And so it might require you to be present and just non-judgmental to allow that free flow of connection to open up again. And so be there, let them know that you are there and let them be there for you because friendship is healing. Feeling understood contributes to our mental and emotional well-being and, you know, making time for that old school connection, (laughs) old school. Yeah, it is basically. And disrupting technology to give an opportunity for more enriched forms of connection to the ones you love and also to embrace it when they give it to you is very, very important and helps to nurture your genuine connections. All right. And the fifth and final principle I'm going to share is to be vulnerable and transparent. All right. So we can't go deep. You can't go deep at all in connection without allowing the depth of who you are, your flaws and struggles, all of that to naturally show. You know, Um, I don't know about you, but I don't feel comfortable being vulnerable around someone who's not willing to be vulnerable with me. Vulnerability allows us to feel seen and loved despite the things that society will say are unlovable. And whether anyone wants to admit it or not, it also makes people appreciate your wins more. You know, why do you think it's common for people to go for the underdog and cheer for them? Because we all have felt like the underdog, invisible, unseen, like a misfit, or like people have counted us out for an opportunity. When we see someone win that shares in our struggle or have shared their struggle, right, and shown us they went through something or something um, that required them to overcome, you know, an obstacle, it reinforces that winning is possible for you too, all right? Obviously, y'all know Jesus is my role model, so I have to say for him, he lost in the worst way. He lost in the worst way. He experienced an underdog lifestyle from beginning to end on earth. And so it brings me joy to know that he is the ultimate winner of eternity and that that same winning spirit he has is empowering me to do the same. It's empowering all of us. And so keep your connections honest by showing vulnerability and remaining transparent. That really is how you keep a relationship alive and healthy. And that also really helps to foster that support 
that you guys provide for one another, right? You know the struggles, you know the fight. So when they get there, you're like, yes, you did it, you know? Um, And even if they don't struggle, I mean, genuine connections, they didn't really have to struggle to get there. Some people have natural ability, right? It may not be their air struggle and they're just thriving. Genuine connections, people will really love to see you win because they understand that when you win, they win, right? In connection. To see you happy is going to make them happy and bring joy. When you guys are around each other, you guys can share in that, in those, you know, jubilant conversations. And so it's really important. Vulnerability, transparency, and not being afraid to show your struggles. All right. So let's recap really fast, you guys, the one through five. So one, show up as the purest form of you apart from what you have or do not have. Number two, Release any motives that aren't focused on just being a good friend and gaining a good friend. Three, establish healthy boundaries, always important. Uh, Number four, make time to connect verbally and or face to face, right? So a little thing, if it's your friend's birthday, um, give them a call, right? Leave them a voice clip, let them hear your voice, you know, something like that. Definitely little things go a long way, especially when anybody, just even strange people they have on their social media can just drop a happy birthday. Now social media just puts happy birthday for you. All I got to do is click a button and it drops it, right? So it can seem kind of impersonal. And so anything you can do to separate yourself from the rest and really reiterate, like, I love you and this is a genuine connection is important. Um, five last one be transparent and vulnerable so don't be afraid to show your struggles that you've struggled that you're struggling um all of that because people who really love you they can see you at your weakest and still believe in your greatness that's one of my favorite quotes that i like to say all right so we all need these types of connections uh let's do the work to create them in our own lives I've done it. I've seen the fruits of it. I failed in it and I've had to realize, okay, I, I could do better. But bottom line is, is I know, and hopefully you do too, that genuine connection is really important to the human experience. And we are all human. So let's make sure that we allow that to take place in our lives. Word Boost fam, I hope you got a lot out of this episode. To be loved is truly the greatest treasure one can find on earth. And a genuine connection fortifies that truth. Real talk. If you don't have at least one genuine connection, I encourage you to walk in these principles to work towards changing that. I also have a gift for you. I want you to go to marshallbarwise.com. Do it as soon as you get done listening to this. Sign up for my email list right on the front homepage so I can send you the Live Life Now Relationship Challenge. It's free. All right, it's set up to be interactive and it focuses on the very topic of relationships so we can lay the right foundation of getting what we're worth. All right, so make sure you also share with a friend so we can all do it together, okay? We have two more episodes for this season. So meet me back here next week. And as always, thank you for listening. Until next time, keep safe, stay healthy, and be blessed.